Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for ovens when you're waking, baking. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back with another episode this week, man. And definitely, if you guys have not, if you could be ever so kindly to go check out our last album review. I'm, I'm blanking on the fucking title right now. <laughs> Twilight. But, uh, tw- no, I know the name of the, oh. the, the band, but... Um, still in uh, love with love, you or something like that? St- still loving you. Yeah, there you go. Still loving you by Twilight. Very, very rare classic album that we dug into the craze to review. Facts. So definitely go check that out. Let us know what you think about that album. And also let us know what other albums you might want us to review because we definitely would like some hints because I feel like at this point, you know, we've been running six years strong, probably yeah. even longer now. I keep running track. <laughs> And we reviewed a lot of fucking shit. So. We really have, man. But um, but nonetheless, man, we're going to hit y'all with a regular episode this week, man. Y'all already know how it go. And uh, let's just start it off, man, by big happy birthday and RIP to the late, great Nipsey Hussle. Yes, sir. Uh, today would have been his 38th birthday had mm. he not been tragically slain in in uh, in his home his home city mm-hmm. a few years ago. So definitely, I think it's... Uh, his impact is still running strong in the hip hop community and in, in black community and just in, in general in the culture. You still see a lot of I know that this is all just little small things, but little uh, his, his quotes and his radio interviews are still to this day a constant thing on our timelines on, on IG, Twitter. And, and again, it just kind of goes to show how ahead of his time. Uh, Nip was and uh, and and how how tragic it all was, you know. Even if even if none of this of what I just said were to be the case, but even more so with all of this, he he really just was like a great, you know what I mean, like a great person within the culture. And yeah, it's tragic he had to be taken from and us so soon. Extremely intelligent human being, and he shared that knowledge with everybody and made you think about different things every time you heard him speak about something or give an interview on something. So yes, R.I.P. to Nips uh, to Nipsey. Man, fucking tragic on tragic. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still tragic to this day, but he's he's got he's got a good body of work that he left behind. It's not it's not extensive, but it's a good body of work. And um and got a I couple feel like mi- mixtapes and stuff like mm-hmm. that too that um that might have not been as, you know, out in the limelight, mm-hmm. but he definitely he definitely had uh like you said that one um that one solo album that he was able to put out. So I'm glad that he mm-hmm. was at least able to put out that. Yeah. As as a as an actual album or whatnot, and, and you know, you you could argue that it's 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 uh, you know it's a I don't want to use the word classic too loosely, but I think it might be a modern day classic, everything considered, with it being, you know, his last album, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and in general, it just being a good album, exactly. you know, a, a very good album. So definitely, like you said, left behind a lot. Uh, again, not only just his music, but also his a lot of his motivational quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the fact that. He was able to go from being uh, very smart, sounding very smart, being very smart, mm-hmm. to just on the flip of a switch, very ignorant, <laughs> to right back to going very smart. Yep. I love it. I love I love that, you know, I love when people are smart enough not to crash out, but at the same time, don't go for no shit. That balance of righteousness and ratchetness. 
you gotta have it, man. You gotta have it, no matter how tough you are, man. No matter how what's going on, man. You gotta find a good balance. And I do think that Nipsey uh, embodied that to to an extent that we could all, you know, look up to and, and, and really try to live our lives by. But definitely, you know, R.I.P. to uh, Nipsey Hussle. Definitely, still condolences to his family because mm-hmm. you know, it, it if if it's still a thing in our lives, I could just imagine how much you know it's still affecting them. And, yeah. You know things like that, but definitely, uh, happy birthday and R.I.P. to man. Yes, sir. And uh, <laughs> one more R.I.P. goes out to Magoo of Timberland and Magoo, mm. uh, VA native. He was a, a pioneer in the new style of hip hop that came out with uh, with Timberland and uh, and Missy Elliott, and they're just it was a whole different style when they came out, and it just took the game away. And I'm not gonna sit up in here and act like Magoo is one of the most pro- prolific rappers in the world, but like this man did his thing. Timberland and Magoo was all about party music anyway. They had great songs, a lot of fucking hits. So you know, R.I.P. to Magoo, and of course prayers up to Timberland, Missy, uh, Genuine, the entire crew that was you know that all worked together around the same time. Like that is definitely someone who's gonna be missed. And right on top of the 50th birth, 50th anniversary of hip hop, to lose another artist like that kind of sucks. But still got to celebrate the culture, man. So happy Definitely. 50th anniversary to hip hop and everything that goes with it from mm-hmm. the 70s with Curtis Blow and all of them down to the 2019s and the 2023s with the City Girls yeah. and everything. Hip hop has changed so much and it's become it's become an actual part of of music and not just considered like a little sub genre that nobody really messes with. No, like it's a major part of music now. And that's let, that's insane to see, you know what I'm saying? In just such a short time. Let let's be real, right? Rap has become, like you said, from being a small subgenre that you know might have been con- not taken seriously at, at a certain point in time. Mm-hmm. Record labels probably didn't want to invest in to the genre that record labels invest probably most money in. Yeah, let's be real. Mm-hmm. You know, rap rap has legitimately become pop music. Yep. And I don't mean that in a, in a way to disparage it or or call it watered down. I'm just saying that when you go, when you turn on the radio, when you go into a store, it wasn't that you were not about to hear no rap music in a store. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nowadays, very likely that you'll hear a rap song played you know either in a you know maybe not a department store but like nonetheless you know just out and about whatever Uh it's definitely become embedded into pop culture and it's it's like you said you know it's been a long time coming a lot of things have changed but it is it is great to see uh you know rap have in my opinion the stranglehold on music that it does now like you said you know way back from what was, did you say the 70s is... is, is yeah, like is that, 78 or 77, I think it all really, really started. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, you know, just I, I would love to see a time... I'm sure there is an article out there somewhere that gives the timeline, and I'll look that up uh, maybe after the show. But, again, it, it, it's just such a drastic change, but at the end of it all, it's still rapping. It's still mm-hmm. a beat, an instrumental, mm-hmm. and expression of emotions, whatever they may be. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and and that's something that I will say that it has stood in its core the same throughout all these years. Again, yeah. regardless of how left or right, you know, the 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 era might take it, it's still in its core hip hop rap. And yeah, man, this is exactly it's been, it's and not, not not to leave out 
anybody is uh, not just the rappers and the rhymers and the uh, and the beat makers you got to give it up to the DJs to the to oh, the yeah. break dancers you know to the to the hype kids you know everybody who was involved you know the taggers and all the artists and shit all of that mm-hmm. was part of the hip hop culture it's not really seen as much as the hip hop culture anymore it's not really tied together all of that uh, anymore but it's still came from hip hop culture early hip hop culture so you know shout out yeah. to everyone who's part of the culture who's working through the culture everybody who wants to be a part of the culture as an artist or whatever it may be you know shout out to hip hop it's up to us to keep this shit going you know what i'm saying no facts facts and um all it makes me really wonder right how how much hip hop is going to change even in the next 10 years yeah cuz if you look at hip hop 10 years ago Shit, it's a completely different world. Because mm-hmm. we, we ten years ago, we were we were kind of already into the transition of like the more hip hop. Uh, I don't want to use use that word, but like more like rapping centric hip hop mm-hmm. to a more like vibe beat sound. How you know it kind of made that transition. I would say after around 2010 because i feel like you could still come out before 2010 and be like a rapping ass rapper and still you know be popular in mainstream music i.e j cole wale Mm -hmm. uh obviously kanye you know all these artists that you know actually put you know uh, effort into their lyrics or or at least to to make it rhyme and make it sound good Mm -hmm. all of these rappers came out around that era 2008 2009 2010 right when that transition was happening. And it's a very interesting transition because, you know, if you look at it past that, there's very few rappers. I'm not going to say there isn't any, but mm-hmm. there are very few rappers that came out after that era mm-hmm. that came out as, you know, that style of rapping. That's true. Obviously, you have your Benny the Butchers. Mm-hmm. You have everybody in Griselda, really. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and to be fair, you know, I, I, I do think that that's another thing that we should we have to talk about is yeah. the importance of Griselda and in being because dog that is hip hop. Like when you talk about when you ask like a you know quote unquote like an old head uh you know about hip hop, like mm-hmm. that is what they would like. Like that's something that would appeal to somebody who might not be all that invested in today's sound, if you will. Yeah. So and and it's cool that Griselda has helped. I'm not gonna say they were I'm because I really don't know, but I'm assuming that they were responsible at least a little bit for having that sub genre within uh hip hop still be relevant. Yes. Um they they're able to, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they're able to sell out shows. They are and again, it's opened the lane for a lot of other rappers who do stick to that uh traditional style of of, of rap and hip hop. So, you know, it, it's just a lot when you really think about it and and, and how much, you know, just hip hop has changed and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you said, I I like it has changed so much just in a few years, and I can't, like you said, I can't wait to see where it is in like another ten, fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And, and also, right here's another thing, right? That like, and this is something that um, it's probably true, just a, a sign of the times, right? But like, how how hard is it going to be to for music to stand the test of time moving forward mm-hmm. because because of how much music gets put out, because of most people's attention span being so little. <laughs> That most albums, people forget about in like a week. Like, let's be real, right? Yeah, that's true. Let's be real. The biggest album in hip hop that's came out is Travis Scott's Utopia. Mm-hmm. Like, just be just because of his name and because of you know the controversy surrounding you know his last tour or what or whatnot. The biggest uh, release in hip hop, and even then, 
I haven't heard no, not that many songs really like stand out that are like, you know, something that people are still kind of, you know, fucking with. Now, don't get me wrong. Second week and third week sales did come out already and it's looking like he's still selling a lot. But nonetheless, I just feel like they don't, it doesn't have the impact that it once had at a certain point, uh, maybe even as, as you know, 10 years ago or something like that. You know well, what I mean? mean? Like stuff, stuff. A lot of stuff changes over time. You got people who were rocking with you hard five years ago, and they're a little more grown up, and that's not their way to go no more. You know, mm-hmm. everything changes in hip hop. You know, we all grow up. Think uh, people's people's uh, taste in it changes. I mean, I mean, you know, it. I mean, shit, maybe the music just ain't all that good, and people just ain't really into it. I don't know because I first of all I haven't listened to it, so I can't really speak on it. But I mean, you know, there could be 150 reasons why that album, you know, or it's not. I guess I don't want to say not doing well because I don't know if it's. I mean, it sounds like it's doing pretty well sales wise, but yeah. ha- like to have none of the songs really stand out or that's make it weird. Like, like, like again, I, I just dog. I remember dog not even ten years ago. I'd buy an album or I'd download an album and I would listen to that album nonstop front to back. Mm-hmm. Nowadays. I'll look for a few songs that I might like, a few features that sound cool to me, and I'll put that on. And if I like it, cool. You know, it's now it's part of my playlist. And if yeah. I don't, then I'm never gonna listen to it again. On to the next Why? One. Why? Because, like you said, on to the next one. There's <laughs> always a next album coming out. And on top of that, you know, we have YouTube, we have, you know, Netflix things, other things to take up our time. Yeah. Instead of listening to music, how you know, because you know, back in the day, that that was like our form of entertainment to an extent. Like it wasn't. We didn't have everything on our phones. We didn't have, uh, you know, infinite access to movies mm-hmm. and YouTube and That's all that facts. shit. So I feel like you, you kind of have to take all that into consideration, not just in hip hop, but in music in general. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How the future of music consumption is going to be. Yeah. And that's, that's a whole conversation on itself right there. And, <laughs> and how, you know, how much that's going to change and. You know, I, I'm a I'm a believer, right? And I'm not gonna say that the same is gonna happen for music, cause I hope it doesn't happen, right? But I'm a believer, dog, that in like 25 years, TVs aren't even gonna exist. I mean, that's a good, great possibility. Shit, we'd be able to I'm like they did on uh, what was that? What was that show called? Black Mirror, where they just put the video shit in your head and you can watch shit in yeah. your head. Yeah, dog. Let, let me let me. And again, I know this this is specific to myself, right? But sometimes <laughs> I'll catch myself having a TV in front of me, like a big you know, 50 inch TV in front of me, mm-hmm. but I just, for some reason, prefer to watch whatever it is. Now, granted, it's not with everything, like obviously yeah. sporting events or whatever, I'll probably want to watch on the bigger screen, but there's been times where I've been watching something on my phone that I could be watching on the TV, <laughs> but for some reason, I just had to watch it on my phone because you can just put it right there in your face mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just a lot. I don't know. It's just, so like I said, I, I could be wrong, but I do think that the way that we consume media in general yeah. in the future is 100% going to be totally different from what it was even 10 years ago. But back to hip-hop, yep. 50 years. Man, listen, man. Hip-hop for me, I want to say when it started to mean something for me, ten year, uh, when I was 10 years old, uh, 2003. First, I remember uh, kids in my, in, my, uh, in my elementary school, they were talking about 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. Oh, that Jesus. Was the- that was the first album, and, I, and we <coughs> reviewed this album, and I think it's one of our most highly listened to uh, episodes. Yes, sir. It still is. It still is. And that album, man, like I said, it introduced me to hip-hop because up until that point, for those of y'all who are Latino, y'all already know kind of bullshit I'm about to say, but my parents didn't let me listen to rap. 
Damn. Yeah, I already know. And it's funny because they had no problem with me listening to like reggaeton and shit like that <laughs> when they were talking about equally as bad things. Mm-hmm. So you already know the ignorance that goes along with that. But nonetheless, I wasn't allowed to listen to hip hop. But aside from, you know, what my brother would listen to, the first thing that really stood out to me without nobody telling me like, oh, this is cool, whatever, was 50 Cent Get Richard Die Trying. I remember, shout out to album. my man Shout out to my man Miguel up the street. He actually was the one who fucking burned the CD for me. <laughs> Dog, because I, you know, we didn't know how to do that shit back then. I was fucking 10. But nonetheless, uh, Get Richard Die Trying, that shit fucking blew my mind and, and honestly probably even changed my life and 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 my you know appreciation for for hip hop and, and rap. See, that's dope. Like, of course, my joint, I, I'm a little bit older, so my real first introduction into shit was in the in like the mid nineties. I wanna say like ninety-five, ninety-six. Came across, of course, Biggie was my shit back then, the brat, all of Junior Mafia, Lil' Kim, you know, that whole clique. Then of course the Rough Riders, Terror Squad, you know, mm-hmm. just kinda all it all kinda piled up at the same time and it was like it was really a great time for music, honestly. Like that mid to late nineties was a great time for music period, especially hip hop. We had some of the most pro- of our pro- prolific artists come out in that time frame. It yeah. sucks that I was so young because I would have loved to go to concerts and shit back in that Sweet. time frame. My nigga, Man. I can't tell you how many times I've had that thought in my head. Like, yo, I wish uh, I was old enough to go to uh, uh, like a concert in the tunnel mm-hmm. in, in New oh, York God, City. Yes. As dangerous as that might be. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a fucking great time. Dog, I've heard so many stories, and I'm sure all of y'all have as well, mm-hmm. about the infamous tunnel in uh, in New York. I'm not sure what part of New York, but definitely <laughs> somewhere in New York. And, I want to say you know, it's we, in the Bronx, but I could be completely wrong. Listen, yeah, it may would make the most only the most sense if it was in the Bronx. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, that that's that's something that I think about all the time. Like, damn, because I I watch videos of of like you know not in I don't know if it's inside of of, of that club or venue but it was definitely like showing like the line people outside and, and it was just a different time cell phones weren't what they are now mm-hmm. uh, most people didn't fucking have cell phones you might have beepers and shit if people you had a actually, camera it was that old school disposable shit my nigga <laughs> dog and it's crazy to, to sidetrack really quick right but just to kind of go off of how different that time was i watched a video on youtube right that it talked about or it was it was the release of the playstation 2 oh, wow. right now this was like in early 2000s mm-hmm. and dog people were in line right waiting to get in not on their phones but get this reading a fucking magazine oh, something shit. that I, I don't think i've seen somebody do in the longest time ever. Do they still make magazines? <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but with the, it's funny you say that, right? Because the, the crazy part about it is, right, that when I was a kid and I go to the grocery store with my mom, what I would do is I would run to the fucking, uh, to the damn magazine aisle. And it was a whole aisle mm-hmm. in a grocery store dedicated to a rack of different magazines. Nowadays, dog, you get the little fucking rack that's right there before At you check out. out yep that's it mm-hmm. i don't see no more damn magazine fucking aisles and none of that shit so nah. it's just bro something that yeah life changes really quick it for does. all of y'all that's young dog trust and believe when i say life changes very fucking quick and before you realize it them uh nostalgic memories that you have of certain things now they're only memories they yep. don't exist no more. and honestly the fact that a great great transition for me about talking about uh um god damn it <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, much for that transition. Talking about shit changing in hip hop. I'm sorry. God damn it. I fucked it up. Uh, uh, I've already, man. like, I'm old enough that I've already seen hip hop change twice. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I grew up with the New York shit, the Philly shit, blah, blah, blah. You know, everything was mad lyrical and mad hard, and it was just a straight northern style. And then all of a sudden, it went to the south. Mm-hmm. And then it, it just kind of went, it kind of went everywhere at that point. But it was just, just the style of hip hop has changed, like at least oh, twice sure. during my lifetime. So it's just like, again, it's like it's just interesting to see where the fuck it's gonna go. Because I've again, mm-hmm. I've already been around to see it evolve twice. Who knows where the fuck this shit's gonna go and what the hell it's gonna sound like? Shit could be EDM next thing we know. You know what I'm saying? It, no, it, it really, honestly, right with the Drake kind of like dance album, that's another mm-hmm. uh, area it can go. I, I know like a lot of like, what is it, uh, Philly and, and Jersey, they kind of fuck with that little dance. Oh, Baltimore, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, near us and shit. But yeah, man, there's so many sub-genres of hip-hop, and all it takes is for one of those sub-genres to have like a crazy song that everybody's fucking with. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. you know, I mean, let, let, let's let's think about uh, New York Drill, for example, Bronx Drill. Uh-huh. That's a sound that, um, you know, arguably one of the, if not probably the most popular female artist right now in Ice Spice, she does fucking dri- uh, Bronx Drill. Uh-huh. And, and she's one of the biggest artists right now. So, you know, maybe that's the route that is going uh Damn. maybe bronx drill can you know eventually take over all the stuff but i i really don't think just because of how huge hip-hop has become i don't think there will be one specific sound that's like you know yeah the, the popular one. yeah i don't think it'll ever be one specific sound straight up because i mean it's never really been one specific sound that's true that's true even back then even back then throughout uh you know the 90s mm-hmm. 80s whatever there was you know, like we said, different styles, different sounds, and shit like that. So that that is true. Yeah. Well, again, happy anniversary, hip hop. We we love to. Of course, we're gonna be around to see how you change because you're a part of us. We're a part of you. Facts, facts, definitely. Big ups to hip hop. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for you, we would not be here literally because we are the hip hop heads. Straight but up. <laughs> let the record reflect. Yes, sir. All right. Well, the lies and fabrications and deception. Mm. We've been hoodwinked. We've been hornswoggled. Bamboozled, my motherfucking nigga. Uh. The blind side, the story about Michael Orr, who was an offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens. Mm -hmm. Apparently, that whole shit was lies. My nigga. They never adopted him. Apparently, at 18, made him sign over some paperwork. Or tricked him, or I don't know, because you know, it, 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 they never showed him to actually be like the brightest box, brightest crayon in the box. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, apparently, as soon as he turned 18, they had him sign something that turned his shit over into a conservative that th- that the white people yep. ran. And now he's All talking right. about I've never been in control of my shit. Blah blah blah. So let me let me just say this right. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we decided to talk about this because I literally just watched like a 20 minute video breaking down every you know bit of the whole situation right okay now and and, and to i'm gonna just start off on this because i think it's a very important part Mm -hmm. is that one of the things that they pointed out from the jump right was that like you said in the movie they portrayed him to be not the smartest crown in the or whatever you know saying not Mm -hmm. the brightest crown in the box not the sharpest tool in the tool shed or whatever Mm -hmm. um they portrayed him to be somebody who, who was just a big goofball essentially yeah and that that he didn't know how to play fo- uh, the sport, that he was a big body, and, and that the family taught him 
essentially everything he knows about football and mm-hmm. how to play well. I've seen the movie and I do remember that. that mm-hmm. That's a big part of the that movie. That little girl teaching him shit too. Yeah, exactly. Her, her and fucking uh, what the fuck is the, uh, the the main actress's name? Sandra uh, Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Oh, you know, being doing what she do, right? But so obviously, one of the thing, one of the major things that I was gonna say was that Michael Orr was already a a rising NFL or not NFL uh, high school left tackle. He was already getting looked at by different schools. Oh. He was already a dominant player. What he didn't have was a structured family uh, setting at home. Uh-huh. He went through a lot of different stuff. Uh, but the idea that he, A, wasn't already a good player and B, wasn't smart is just complete lies and made up bullshit on top of what you just said, uh-huh. which, again, is crazy, right? Because on top of all that, Michael Orr didn't make any money from that movie. Nope. Not one cent. And nope. guess who did? The fucking family. Uh-huh. So, you know what I mean? It, it it really is fucking crazy how they were able to flip that and make it seem like it was such a big, you know, thing that they did and they took on and made their family look great uh-huh. to the point where they even wrote a book themselves, uh, the couple, uh-huh. on on the, the power of giving, right? And it, it's just, it's really fucking crazy when you, when you look at it, just the deceit. And from what I understand, Michael Orr just found out about this this year. Oh, yeah. So, he, like he said, he never knew anything about it. Mm-hmm. He just found out that he wasn't adopted. So, you know, that must be terrible for many reasons, because for one, you find out that people have been withholding millions of dollars from you. That's, that's number one. Uh-huh. Number two, and, and honestly, probably more importantly, the group of people who you consider to be your family, you find out essentially are a bunch of frauds uh-huh. that they don't really give a fuck about you and that they were only fucking with you because they saw, you know, the the, the cash bag. The dollar signs. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's fucking sad it, as shit, man. It's it's crazy. Like I said, for for your for your story to be told a certain way, that's a incorrect and b just like downright disrespectful. Uh-huh. And for you to not get any money off of it. Is fuck is pretty insane. Now, granted, you know he was able to have a pretty good, extensive NFL career. Yep. From my understanding, I think he, I, he, I think he played at least like eight years in the NFL. Yeah, probably made a couple, couple million. And, and you know, for all intents and purposes, he should be good financially. But nonetheless, you know, the the uh, the burden and the hurt of having to, you know, figure out that somebody is lying, somebody who w- was supposed to be this close people to you essentially lied to you and, you know, all kinds of shit. So, yeah, man, that's that's a crazy story, man. It really is. It really fucking is. Sorry to hear that about Michael Orr and his whole situation. And, you know, conservatorships are hard as fuck to get out of. That's what the fuck they had Britney Spears in. Mm-hmm. And they had and, her in that shit for, like, 15, to almost 20 years. And what's crazy is, you know, like you said, he, he signed it after he was 18. Mm-hmm. And they kind of did it with the idea of yeah you know you're gonna be part of the family now Mm -hmm. you know giving essentially giving him what he's always wanted Mm -hmm. which is that which is that you know family quote-unquote uh environment whatever that structure of a family or whatever when in reality that wasn't even the case so again it just it's, it's terrible for for you know michael to have to figure this out what 20 years later or whatever however long it was Mm -hmm. And yeah, man, it's it, it really it really must be heartbreaking, you know what I mean, to, to find out that your quote unquote family was you were just a bag to them. No bull, fucking so. just 
stab in the back, gut punch, and, mm-hmm. and fucking smiley face. That's fucking crucial, dog. And on top of that, right to add to to it all, the the two people, the the family, I guess they were known boosters for Ole Miss, which just so happens to be the college that Michael Orr went to. So that's another reason why they were wanting to, you know, because they wanted to mm-hmm. fucking bring him over to their <clears throat> alma mater. So mm-hmm. it, it it really is some demonic, borderline demonic shit. It dog. really is. That I can't believe they got away with that shit. I hope that like legally he can get his shit together yeah. and they get they no. get literally charged like shit. So apparently there is a lawsuit in play. Uh, I'm not sure if he's asking for money. I'm assuming he is asking for some of the revenue from all the money that they made from him. Mm-hmm. Have, he 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 has to get some money, but um he apparently they want for him or for them to not be able to use his likelihood. Or likeness, um, uh, moving forward, because for obvious reasons. Oh know? my god! But yeah, no, that's that's terrible. I hope that uh, I hope that Michael Orr has an actual foundation surrounding him, whether it be his immediate family. I don't know if he's married. I don't know if he has kids. Yeah. But I do hope that he does have some sort of family, uh, to, an actual family to lean on during this time. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you were to tell me right now that yo, your family that you have that you love and all that shit, you know, they. They did you grimy? Mm-hmm. That would fucking rock my world. Yeah, your, your yeah. whole sense of comfort and you know just sense of self and well being and shit is completely shattered. Yeah, one hundred percent. I couldn't even imagine, dog. Yeah. Good luck to this brother. I hope everything Absolutely. works out the best for him. But on to a little bit of a happier note. Yes. Bone Thugs and Harmony during the 50th anniversary. Ooh. I believe this is their 20th anniversary, they said. I think so. Uh, it has to be more yeah, than that. I, probably. But, um, I, would say, I would say 30th anniversary. Probably. But yeah, either way, uh, they got a street named. They were honored with a street named after them in Cleveland. It was a mm-hmm. big event. They were, you know, of course, blessed like shit. Everybody was excited, blah, blah, blah. And then the niggas came, stole the street sign. Apparently the street Listen. sign had a picture of them on it too, which is like I didn't know they could do that. <laughs> it did. Now, for those of y'all that know, you know, we're a big Bone Thugs fan on this podcast. We reviewed, I believe, the Art of War on here a few years ago. Crazy Bone uh, album also. Crazy Bone album, Thug on the Line, which by the way, to me, even though it didn't there was a lot of nostalgia behind it, but still a very great album to me. But definitely check it out if you haven't. But again, just in general. I know very few people, and I, I, it's funny because I'm about to tell my friend when I see her in a little bit that um, this is one of the things that I said to her. I was like, man, if you listen to Bone Thugs and Harmony and you were my age, which is like, uh, you know, 90s baby, essentially, uh-huh. you for sure had a, a vicious older brother or sister. <laughs> Almost positive. Yep. Almost positive, dog. And, and it's, it never fails, dog. Because when I found out when I was like in middle school or high school that motherfuckers listen, uh, knew about Bone Thugs, that were my age, I was like, oh, you, and I come to find out they have older siblings or whatever that put them on to, to Bone Thugs. Uh-huh. So definitely, man, uh, Bone Thugs has been just, look, man, to me, legendary rap group. All um, day in the work, paint. Work with, work with fucking Tupac, work with Biggie, work with Easy e all legends in hip hop. Uh-huh. Um, and, and yeah, bro, it's, it's just, it's, I think when people think, you know, best rap groups in hip hop, that's one of the one of the names that come up. Not yes. necessarily gonna say it's number one because I don't think I don't think that uh, I'm sure some people would, but I, I don't think that that's a general consensus. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. they are a respected group, a group that uh, has given a lot to hip hop, 
you know, a lot of people might argue that, you know, you can't really understand half of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And that, that was, a, that was kind of what's going on now. That's, a, that's an, that's kind of like what that evolved into in a sense. Really? Like they're like the purveyors of the harmonic rapping mumble? style. Yeah. The mumble. Like mumble. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's funny. Cause I've looked up the lyrics to some bone thug songs. And I'm like, these aren't even fucking words. dog. <laughs> yeah. But, some people just be like, yeah. That being said, though, man, like I said, there's so many fucking songs. Obviously, you have the Crossroads, just the whole Art of War album. Um, one of the drugs that one of the first ones that I remember liking as a kid was the um, I forgot what it's called, but it's like gotta get that paper, paper, paper. Oh, paper. it's uh, uh what's it called? Gotta get me some money, gotta I think that some. one is just isn't it paper, paper or something like that? I'm sure that that's like mm. what it's called in quotation marks. Yeah. Maybe. I can't remember what the fucking shit was called right now. Find out right now. I know, I know that it's called something like not relating to money or paper. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'll tell you right now, which album is it? It is. God damn, these niggas have like a bunch of albums that they release after like. Oh yeah, uh, the, these days, yeah, yeah. So that's okay, happening so, a lot with artists. We just don't hear about them. That's true. That's true. So it is called Resurrection. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> See, and I knew that. I knew that. God damn it. It was something like left field or just not relating to that. (laughs) And of course, it has paper, paper in quotation. Of course. So um, a fucking classic group. That's from my my era. And um, I wasn't the hugest fan of them, but I do like a lot of their music. I'm not going to lie. Like. For sure, they're they're great, and of course, you know that's that's I feel like this is one of those groups that, like, if you really weren't into it at the time, like, you came back and checked them out after you got older. (laughs) Like, okay, what what did I miss that everybody was obsessed with? For sure, and when you listen to them again, like their production was crazy. Uh You know the the like I just mentioned the people that they worked with were they were respected. They were they grew to be one of the biggest acts in hip hop during their uh, during their heyday with you know Crossroads being. A timeless hip hop song, a Facts. song that will live way longer than any of us here, yep. uh, and ha- and probably has already. Well, not not has already, but uh, definitely will. Um, Facts. And yeah, man, it's just it's just you know uh, they they also let me just say this right. They were also I'm not gonna say they were the uh, the the pioneers, but they were probably one of the pioneers in making weed uh, rap song. Songs <laughs> definitely, yeah. The weed. Uh-huh. They have a song called The Weed Song. Well, songs about weed that were not goofy. For sure. Yes. Yeah, like not not uh because I got high uh-huh. or, or that kind of shit. Like, yeah. like little goofy joints. Like kinda like some like some thug, some you know, bone thug shit, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And and yeah, man, this like the weed song from the beginning, the higher, higher baby. Can you feel it, feel it, feel it, feel it? Yo, that's one of the most vibey songs ever. Oh, I'm not my even God. Nigga. But see, it, it, and, and, you know, even that right there, just that intro into that, it was it just works so viciously. Mm-hmm. You're just chilling. Oh, and don't put on the Chopped and Screwed version, because that is also fucking crazy. I've but never heard that. the Chopped and Screwed version, but I'm not really a fan of Chopped and Screwed stuff anyway. Uh, that's, so that's, maybe, that's Maybe I'll suffer through it and go check it out. Oh, my God. This maybe, guy. maybe. You know, you know me. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, you know, Pioneers, I'm not going to say the first, but definitely one of the first ones to, like you said, make uh, cool, non-goofy uh, weed songs. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, first of the month. The, the list goes on. 
it's great to see again that they got their roses in mm-hmm. their hometown. Facts. But again, it kind of sucks that over uh-huh. there, <laughs> one day later, motherfuckers just had to run up in there and grab that joint. Now, all I'm saying, and I'm sure that this is how Bone Thugs feels, right? I just hope that a real Bone Thugs fan has that fucking plaque. Yeah, not some just random somebody who's gonna try like sell it on eBay or something. Exactly. Shit. I, I I would hope that that's what it is, and if that's what it is, then fuck it. I hope they have it on their wall next to their <laughs> other Bone Thugs memorabilia, and that's just what's going on. Uh-huh. But if it's off some, you know, just off some grimy shit, then I, I think that that's black. Yeah, no so problem. Especially how much they've put on for fucking Cleveland, because who the fuck gave a fuck about Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, no problem. We didn't even know what the fuck Cleveland was until they came fuck out. Fuck no. I knew about, I knew Cleveland existed because Bone Thugs and Harmony, so uh-huh. yeah, I got to respect that. Exactly. Well, congratulations to the boys. Hopefully they get they sign back or they get another one because they deserve it. They straight up deserve it. So, all right. Uh, And honestly, I gotta say this was great uh, because you don't really hear about artists doing this type of shit. But uh, Beyonce had a stop on her Renaissance tour here in uh, the District of Columbia, and it was hit. Like they think they had it at uh, RFK Stadium. Was it RFK Stadium? No, it was actually uh, FedEx. FedEx Field. It was FedEx in in Atlanta. Yeah. And um, Landover, sorry, Landover. Landover, yeah. Um, the uh, there was a storm that night, and the lightning and stuff. You know, they have to stop it. Like I think it's like fifteen minutes after every lightning strike or something. Ended mm. up being like two hours that they were waiting for the show to start. So right. of course the show starts after two hours. They do the whole show. Apparently Beyonce and her team contact Metro, and pay the Metro fees for everything and and the overtime, which totaled up to a hundred thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. that everybody could enjoy the show after the two-hour delay and then made sure that they could all jump on the trains and go home. Like they were playing get home safely and, and actually get there without missing the trains and shit. That is – I've never heard of an artist doing some shit like that. I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't either. That is some phenomenal shit. And that is some fuck you money shit. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Now, let me, let me just say this, right? Like. How, how does Beyonce's team have Metro on speed dial? Like, yo, how Bruh. do they know who to speak to? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's why they are hired. They're supposed to find that information out. Uh, <laughs> now, let me let me also add a, a detail to that. Mm-hmm. It was a hundred thousand for one additional hour. No, two additional hours. No, 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 so no, no, no. You're right. It was it was one additional hour. Be, yeah, because they had already extended it uh-huh, prior uh-huh. just off of the strength because they knew so many X amount of people are going to be here. Thousands and thousands of people are going to need to train after this. So they had already done it. But because of the weather delay, like you said, you know, they added that additional hour. And just that cost 100K. And Beyonce said, yo, hello, fuck it. Let's do it. Man, she probably so, went to her purse and said, let me write a check. Easily. <laughs> Easily, cause you know she 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 a little she like somewhat middle aged now, so she like yeah let's 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 get the checkbook out. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. She ain't doing cash app. She ain't doing Zelle. Hey. She she making your ass take that check to the bank. And I heard so, the show was pretty good. So you know, yeah. she put on a good show, which I would always assume from Beyonce. Um, nah. And then she then she paid all that extra money so that y'all could get home safely. I mean, if that's not an artist who gives a fuck about their fans, especially after paying all that damn money for them tickets that I know her show cost, mm-hmm. I don't know what is. You know what I'm saying? Now let me let me just say this: while we are giving kudos to Beyonce <clears throat> for looking out for her fans, I do want to say and a big middle finger fuck you to the organizers of FedEx Field. Now I don't know if you uh-uh. saw this, uh-uh. but a- apparently. 
there was pandemonium during that time where you know there was a delay or whatnot. Uh-huh. It was it was mad people getting heat exhaustion. Oh wow! It was yeah. mad. It was uh you know because apparently here's here's what they were saying is that you know typically a football stadium is used during the fall slash winter time. Yeah. So there's no v- proper ventilation. No fans, no AC. No fans, yep. no AC units. Why? Because you don't need that during uh-huh. football season. Uh-huh. And and for them to take on a massive concert like this, they were saying that they should have found some kind of tempor- uh, temporary resolution to that. Yeah. For just for the safety of people. Uh-huh. Now, you know, thankfully, to my knowledge, I don't think anybody was severely hurt or anything like that. That's great. But I did, I did hear that a pregnant woman passed out, though. Oh, now, no. Now, a why are you at a Beyonce concert, pregnant? You know what I mean. That's 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 my first question. But hey, hey. but but nonetheless, more importantly, FedEx man, y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Uh-huh. You know, it, it it's like like what the hell, man? Like like this isn't the first football stadium or baseball stadium that uh that this is held at, and uh-huh. you know they took the checkbook or they took the check when you know they you know booked the uh, the concert there but they ain't looking to making sure that uh everyone was safe uh-huh. and it's, it's very rarely that you hear that the artists make sure that the logistical things are straight as opposed to the actual operators of the venue which yep. is crazy that's what i'm saying like it's just it's some straight up unprecedented shit like how yeah. are you supposed and but you can't you there's nothing that you can say bad about beyonce at this point because of this you know what i'm saying like she actually no. is looking out for her fans like of course yeah she's charging exorbitant amounts to go to, to get tickets but i mean that kind of makes it seem like she would take care of her fans because you pay so much to go see her and have that experience right no definitely definitely 100 so definitely shout out to the beehive for doing they you know doing they due diligence uh-huh. you know what i mean Being patient and also, big shout out to Beyonce for looking out for uh for her fan base because, like you said, a lot of a lot of artists act ungrateful as fuck. Yeah, no for, uh, To their fan base, I'm not gonna name any artists in particular, <laughs> but definitely there are some out there. You know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, throw my boy under the bus, but you know, Frank Ocean, you know, <laughs> potentially Coachella, you oh. know, motherfuckers bought you know tickets to you know the second week of Coachella because they wanted to see you. Now you say, oh, man, I'm out of here. So. <laughs> You know what I mean? But again, to be honest, my whole thing about that is what did you expect? Yeah. I, as a Frank Ocean fan, knew better. I ain't getting no damn Coachella tickets. So here we are. <laughs> but nonetheless, go. this isn't about Frank, it's about Beyonce. So definitely giving flowers to Beyonce for, you know, just being a hell of an artist, hell of a, you know, just an exemplary person. Uh, yeah, uh, a human being for real. Human being and 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 just, you know. She, you're just very. I don't think I've ever heard a negative thing about Beyonce. I've heard negative things about Beyonce, but I've heard more positive things about. Mostly the negative stuff I heard about her was back in the Destiny's Child days. Oh, okay. And, and you know you that's know, the, they young, they coming up. Is I'm about to say she was like 20, 21, 22, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like no, she grown. She on her grown woman shit. When you do some shit like that, that's that's some baller shit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So okay, well, you know, shout out to Beyonce. And shout out to everybody who made it through that damn concert and that storm because that shit sounded wild as fuck. My nigga, the I, I want to say that was, um, was it that the week that it rained like the whole weekend? And, yeah, like, it was like three storms that weekend and then a, yeah. the weekend. Mm-hmm. Bro, yeah. So definitely if you're in the DMV area, you already know what weekend we're talking about. So definitely kudos to Beyonce and her team. Exactly. 
Right. All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and go on to the next topic, man. Sometime last week, we you know received news that Tory Lanes was going to be sentenced. His sentencing, again, I, I'm blanking on the specific day, but it was definitely sometime last week. Um, he got sentenced to 10 years for, you know, allegedly shooting Meg Thee Stallion. Now, it, it's it's a lot of hip hop is taking this. It, I would say it's, it's down the middle. I would say it's uh-huh. down the middle that some people are on Meg's side. Uh, I would say mainly a lot of, you know, women will see, uh-huh. are, you know, and, 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 and I'm not saying that they're right or wrong, but I am saying that I get it. You know, I get why uh, a woman might, you know, go in the direction of, you know, Meg. Because the truth of it is, right, with with the case that we saw, and here's the thing about here's the thing about uh, law and law and order, uh-huh. no pun intended, right? <laughs> is that is that um, sometimes you don't really know what the fuck happened. It's only what you can prove happened. That's true. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it, it like the reality of it is, from what I saw, I still don't know what the fuck happened. I'm yeah. not saying that uh, Tory didn't shoot her, but I just feel like there's some kind of doubt that he did. You know, to be honest, with with with, with so much. Up in the air on on both sides, on Tory's side, on Meg's side. They both, especially Meg and and her friend, gave very shaky stories about what actually happened. So, you know, I'm not again. That's that's what came down, and he got he got ten years in prison, man. And it's it's I, that might only be the beginning of his problems. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because let's be real, you know, he's already been there. Well, I, mean, I guess he's only been there for like half a year now, but nonetheless. He's probably only gonna do like maybe five years. Yeah, probably you know maybe I mean? six at the most. Six at the most, but again, what waits for him after jail is most likely deportation. Uh-huh. Now I don't know how that's gonna affect him going to other countries, but you can rest assured that almost for sure he will not be allowed back in the U.S. Uh-huh. Like like a, a shine, right? I think that was that was the yeah. Who, shine can't come back to the states, so. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a very I mean I don't want to say unfortunate because I I don't know speci- I really still don't know specifically what happened, but it's just you know it's just unfortunate what that what happened that night happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it really if you really think about it, if he did it, you know, then he's a fucking idiot. But if not, then it really is fucking tragic injustice for you know that to for him to get these ten years. Oh yeah, honestly, I was not expecting him to uh to get 10 years for real i was not expecting him to get the whole thing so that kind of blows my mind in the first place but i mean eh, but like you said he's not going to serve the entire 10 because he's already going to get time served and probably good behavior for whatever whatever but yeah like you said the biggest problem for him is going to be deportation because in the hip-hop one of the biggest markets is the fucking united states where it came from Exactly, and you want to be exactly. a rapper, but you can't tour in the United States. You not you don't you don't come to expect people to come, even if you go to like, uh, border towns on the Canadian border. People are not going to travel all the way to Canada just to go to a Tory Lanez concert when it was just you could have gone down to the Civic Center, you know, a couple years mm-hmm. ago and seen him perform. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now I will say this right, I think that there's one way to make that not be the case, and that's for him to make undeniable music now the mm-hmm. problem with that is is that he's gonna be in jail for six years <laughs> true are people gonna still be waiting for tory lanes at least six years on the line i don't know you know we look at somebody like for example a bobby Schmurter, yeah who 
you know, everybody was clamoring for his release and saying, oh, he was a real one. He held it down. He took the extra years so uh, so that Roddy Rebel could only get, you know, five years or whatever the case was. Uh-huh. And when he came home, I mean, let's just be real, man. It hasn't hit how it, people thought it was going to hit uh-uh. with, 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 uh, with Bobby Schmurter. Uh-huh. Let's be real. He doesn't. He hasn't had a hit song That's facts. Since, he, since he came out. And it's been a couple years now. So it... it it's hard to tell, you know, how the public is going to receive an artist once they get out of jail or are in a situation like that. So, you know, it's 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 really just a crazy situation, man. It really um, is. I, at the end of the day, right, I just hope that justice was actually served and not, you know, just like on paper served. Like, you know uh, what I mean? Like, I hope that, you know, I hope that in this case he actually did shoot her. You know what I mean? I hope that it isn't something that, you know, went something... It went. It went differently because if so, then that's that's fucking terrible. Yeah, you know what I mean that's 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 fucking whack of shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming since he got ten years, <laughs> he did something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's so, not true. Because... I mean, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right because the justice system is flawed. But yeah. like, I I don't know. Like you said, the case is is there was so much just back and forth for weirdness and shit that didn't make sense about it. It's like okay, basically we we all just kind of was like, all right, well, let's just see what the judge says. <laughs> like at this point, you know what I'm saying? Like. No, and and honestly, that that's kind of how I felt about it. I I wasn't really too sure, but you know, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. it, it really is just a lot that the public doesn't know. Probably will never know, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yep. And, and you know, may, may, I don't know. You know, maybe once he serves his time, he'll come out and and you know, pull up OJ and be like, "Yeah, I fucking <laughs> did that shit." <laughs> this man said, "I ain't gonna lie." I ain't gonna lie, bro. <laughs> if if motherfuckers ruin my life and you know whoop de whoop, and now I can't tour, I can't make money. Oh, I am going out on my fucking shield, and I'm gonna be like, you know what? I did shoot that bitch, and I'll do it again. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. At that point, right? You ain't got at nothing that point, else to lose. No, right? for real. At that point, is fuck you and fuck everybody who's with her, because it's especially right if he didn't do it. Uh huh. I definitely I would, feel your Oh my God! Yeah, nah. <laughs> but nonetheless, like I said, I just hope that justice was served, and you know, I hope that that's what happened, and you know, and yeah, and if it didn't, then I hope Tory finds a way to get out on some kind of appeal uh-huh. or some kind of something of that nature. We do know that that's that's upcoming because they already said that his team, his lawyer team, is already. Oh yeah! As um, soon as they got the, the verdict, they 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 were going to appeal. You knew for that. sure. By the time that the <laughs> that the judge laid the gavel on his on his little joint. Uh-huh. You can rest assured that that appeal was already on his front, on his desk. Uh-huh. For sure, I'm sure. For sure. So, you know what I mean. I'm sure there will be more uh, given about this situation as time goes on. Facts. Uh, and we'll be definitely covering that and making sure to keep y'all posted. Man. Yes, sir. Always trying to keep y'all posted with all this hood rat ratchet shit. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, and our last topic for today. Quick little topic. I was reading a, I was reading a, a article about how even though it's technically not the DMV, Pusha T and them, you know, they're from Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, he always says how the DMV inspired him and all that other shit, and they consider themselves part of the DMV. And I was like, okay, that's cool, that's cute, whatever. And then he just randomly says in like a sentence that him and No Malice, his brother, are in the <laughs> studio working on a new clips album. And I was like. Why didn't y'all niggas lead with that? <laughs> right. That's what the fuck we came here for. You know Yo. what I'm saying? We want to know that shit. 
That's like having a conversation with your family, like with your mom or whoever, and then you just slip in. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, having a baby, and she's coming <laughs> next week. What? Whole family's going to huh? lie on you, dog. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, listen, bro. Like, I, I, I'd be lying if I said I was the biggest Clips fan, but I agree. I think that that should be the fucking title of whatever article it is. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I come want on, to bro. know more about this right here. Yes. Now, now, even if all they all he said was that they're working on the album, uh-huh. that's that's still uh, headline worthy to me. Yeah, at least sub headline, Bruh, It's been like almost fifteen years since the clips put out an album. No, they put out an album. <sighs> was that twenty thirteen that they put that album out, or was that like twenty ten? I'll tell you right now. Let's see. It's hell. It's not hell. Half no fury. It's um, the till the casket drops. That was their last album. Hmm. 2009 I was close I was close yeah a little bit but like yeah it's been a long time since these guys came out with an album together and they were literally one of the biggest groups of like you know the 2000s to the 2010s you know thanks and then all of a sudden they stopped making music I get it Malice caught Jesus not saying he called you. Not, don't don't take that offense to that people that are religious. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, like that. listen, listen. <laughs> he caught a fanaticism mm-hmm. towards his religion and mm-hmm. his beliefs to the point where he was unable to separate that from his work and stuff. And you know, respectfully, he bowed out of being part of the clips. And you know, I will say that it, it probably worked out for the better for both because now uh, Pusha was able to go on and have a fucking phenomenal solo career uh-huh. have uh beef with arguably the biggest artist of you know recent history in drake and by the way won the beef won the back and forth won the uh the diss songs that that they put out so you know what i mean none of that probably would have happened had it had it been uh the clips exactly. because because had they they still been out who knows if they would if he would have been on good music and we all know that you know Maybe that ha- Kanye has something to do with the whole Pusha and, and Drake feud, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, yeah, like I said, it, I'm, and, and, and again, I'm sure it worked out for from uh, Malice or no Malice, uh, just for you know whatever peace of mind that he was looking for, or whatever you know, I'm sure that he was able to get it through his you know uh, religious journey. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, man, bringing it back to what you were saying, yeah, you know, we're definitely. Looking forward to that. I am curious as to how it's going to be received. Yeah. I do know that they re- they made a song together that was on uh, I want to say on Pusha's last album. Yep, mm-hmm. the last so, track. It was vicious too. Le- mm-hmm. And I want to say he even brought him out on Coachella, and he brought him out for song. the BET Awards too. Yep. So I don't doubt this at all. You know what I mean? I don't doubt that this is just for headlines. I mm-hmm. do think that that, that it's coming. Uh, I just hope that it's done right. You exactly. know what I mean? I hope it's not some rushed bullshit. I hope it's. It's done right. I hope the production is right, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. Yeah, me Definitely too. Definitely excited. Man, me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super fucking excited because I've been a fan since day one, just mm. off the jump. But we're gonna go ahead and end the episode there before I start talking about the clips too goddamn much. So, hey y'all, be good, and if you can't be good, at least be the best you can be. Hey man, if you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud. And y'all already know what I'm gonna say, man. Them turn signals. If you're making a right, if you're changing lanes, if you're slowing down anything, uh-huh. let a motherfucker know by using that motherfucking turn signal, please. Because it's just rude if you don't. It's you, You're being more than rude. Uh-huh. You're being a bitch. Exactly. 
You're being a hoe. You're being a jackass if you're white. Just just look at yourself. Just look at yourself look at in yourself. shame. Look at look, uh, I'm gonna give y'all a homework assignment, all right? If y'all out there driving, look at the person that doesn't use their turn signal. I guarantee you they don't got shit going for themselves. Uh-huh. They a piece of shit. <laughs> they probably cursed their mom. Damn. They probably mama. Uh, uh-uh. What we tell y'all, at least make y'all mama proud, but them motherfuckers is cursing at their mom and all kinds of unnecessary shit. You know, just just straight up scum of the earth, man. <laughs> again, please, y'all, use them turn signals. Please, please, please. Uh-huh. And again, quick side note to all my fat niggas out there. Y'all already know what's going on. Just because, like I said the last episode, just because autumn is around the corner doesn't mean that you can put to sleep your weight loss motherfucking goals. King, just get ahead of next year's rush. To the exactly. exactly. That's all I'm saying. Get your ass in there, put in that work, and get your ass in health, man. <laughs> all right, y'all. We out of here. Take care of each other. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Be easy. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.